A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a suburb called Lane Cove, and in that suburb, there was a blog that became a site, that became a social media empire, that became a podcast. Welcome to Series 2 of the In The Cove podcast. This is the In The Cove podcast. I'm Jackie Barker, founder of In The Cove. And I'm Rob Caldor, and I'm Jackie's sidekick. Jackie, Series 2, can you believe it? I know, it's amazing. And Happy New Year, Rob, 2021. Let's hope it's better than 2020. The messages of safety and hygiene, we're going to keep them happening. Mask up, Sydney, it's time. Mm. And in fact, we, ha- we actually are recording most of this over Zoom to ensure that we are safe. Jackie and I are in the... Uh, Secret bunker. The secret bunker, the In The Cove secret bunker, keeping our distance. However, we're so excited for what's going to happen this year in the podcast. We're going to speak to some really interesting Lane Cove locals. And if you know anyone who you think is riveting, please let us know by dropping me an email at info at inthecove.com.au. Now, remember the Series 1, the first five episodes are still available on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and of course, on the In The Cove site. Please rate, review, have a listen, let us know your thoughts. We keep trying to improve them every time, but we can only do that if we know that you're out there. That's right, and we've got some exciting things coming where we're going to get a bit more interaction with our audience, so stay tuned for that. Jackie, this is, as I said before, it's episode one of our second series. We've made it to the second series. What have we got planned for today? Well, Rob, we've got a very exciting episode. We're going to speak to two Lane Cove authors about some books they've published, which target the t- teens and tweens and will be really interesting for parents to also get involved in. Firstly, we're going to speak to Jackie Jones. She's written a wonderful book called The Gratefulness Guys. I look forward to talking to her. We're also going to speak to Mick Lubinskis, who has written a book called She's Building a Robot. I look forward to seeing this built robot walking through Lane Cove. But look, um, Mick is an advocate for STEM, for women and for girls and look forward to speaking to him soon. What happens in the cove stays in the cove. In the Cove News... Jackie, what's been happening in the Cove? Well, Rob, some very exciting stuff. The All the restaurants in the canopy are now open, with Sunset Diner being the last one to open. And the place is rocking, absolutely rocking. And I have been very, very excited about um, bringing some of my friends who don't live in Lane Cove to come and eat in Lane Cove, and not just at the canopy, at um, the other restaurants that have, that have been um, in Lane Cove for years, because we like to spread our love around. Look, it's a time, in, we're still at the end of summer approaching Australia Day and we really want people to not cook at home, go to the restaurants in a safe kind of way. There's some great stuff to eat. Well, the good thing about most of the restaurants and Lane Cove Council has come on board is that now all outdoor areas that Lane Cove Council used to charge a licence fee are now free, which enables every one of our or nearly every one of our Lane Cove restaurants and cafes to have an outdoor area. What else has been happening, Jack? 
I'm going to say two words, boarding houses. Boarding houses have been the go-to development in Lane Cove with aged care. But at the start of the year, the first development application lodged with Lane Cove Council was another boarding house development at 47A Penrose Street, Lane Cove West. Okay, Jackie, for the uninitiated, what is a boarding house? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rob, because there are, a boarding house is not as we knew it as we grew up. They are now called the next generation boarding houses. They are not ones where you would see people um, who need affordable or homeless as such. They are now by students, uh, single um, people. So what what it is is that the whole concept of boarding houses is very different and boarding houses are now being used by developers to uh, become a very easy way to develop apartment-like living without having to go through all the hoops for apartments. Now, the New South Wales Department of Planning has um, re- reviewed this and they are looking at making some changes because one of the things is that boarding houses was supposed to be where you would have affordable housing, but they're not affordable for the people who need them. And so they're looking into that. But in the interim, there have been numerous applications in Lang Cove. Not all of them have been approved. Some have, but the, the next one is the is 47A Penrose Street, which is next to the Caltex service station on Burns Bay Road. So it's, it'll, look, it's interesting. It's the way society's changing. I mean, I know the office structures in the city is changing, different uh, urban designs are changing. So it'll be interesting to see how boarding houses, you know, affects the dynamics within Lane Cove. Depends on how many people are using it. But let's see what happens with that. Any other big issues happening in Lane Cove? Well, Rob, as um, happens every year, we have what I call the dumping season starting. So in January every year, people decide that it's time to... Uh, clean out and declutter. And that's a great thing. But we have seen a lot of dumping around the charity bins. And that's just not on. There are so many different ways to get rid of unwanted items that people just have to be a little bit more creative. And I've written an article called The A to Z on Recycling in Lang Cove. We'll put a link to it in the uh, notes on this podcast episode. Uh, You need to make sure that you investigate different ways of of getting rid of of unwanted items. And by using the A to Z recycling, you're actually ensuring that things don't go into landfill, they're recycled. Lane Cove Council does have four free council pickup a year. Now, that's great and we should all use them. However, anything that the Lane Cove Council picks up does go straight into landfill. So what you need to do is have a look at the A to Z on recycling and see how you can repurpose a lot of the stuff that we're finding dumped outside the uh, charity bins. Look, I think it's just about bringing all these things front and centre and being cognisant of it and not just saying it goes in the bins and it's not my worry anymore. I think we all have to be aware we just changed the, uh, the batteries in the in the Cove podcast microphone setup, and I note that in the bunker we've got a special mic, um, a special battery recycling centre. We do. I've got this box that then, when it's full, I then take it to the community recycling centre at um, Artaman and I give it to them when we're getting rid of our e waste. So, stop dumping, start recycling. In the Cove hot topics, Jackie, what are some of the hot issues happening in Lane Cove this year? Well, Rob, in Lane Cove, and in fact, 
all over New South Wales, council elections are being held in September 2021. If you are interested in becoming part of local democracy in your community, then now is the time to start thinking about running for Lane Cove Council. Now, as someone I've been involved in many elections from the counting and checking off names point of view, hopefully we will not have the controversies of America. Um, but look, you know, local councils where it all happens, it's real democracy and it's the stuff where, you know, your day-to-day life is affected by decisions and proposals and all that kind of stuff. So if you are community-minded and it's something you feel like you want to contribute, now is the time to start thinking about it. Well, that's right, Rob. And in fact, until um, I started running in the Cove, I really didn't appreciate how much local government impacts you on a day-to-day level. Many times you're told it's roads, rates, rubbish, recycling. Well, in fact, those are the things that impact you nearly every day. And it's important that we have on our um, local council committed individuals who will get back to you when you uh, raise an issue. And I, if I had my way, I would take all politics out of local government and just make it people who just want to help their their local um their local residents, but that's not the way it works. However, you don't have to be a member of a local party. You can just be Joe or or Jane Smith and you might want to run uh, for local election this year. If you do, then just get onto the local government website and they will have um, details plus also the, elect- the New South Wales Electoral Commission uh, website has some information. Either way, with or without a party, if you're committed to the local community join in. Hey Jack, Mm? this podcast is fun and we're really enjoying it, but it's getting out to a lot of people. If I was running a local business, it'd be a great thing to sponsor. I would embrace sponsorship with a passion that you would not have imagined. So if anyone wants to embrace that passion and be part of the In The Cove podcast, contact us at info at inthecove.com.au and say, I'd like to sponsor a podcast. In The Cove special guest. I'd like to welcome Jackie Jones, author of The Gratefulness Guide and Lancove Local to our podcast. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> no, it's a little bit hard, Jackie, Jackie, but at least we've got Rob. Okay, well, you, you can call me Jackie if it makes things easier. But, <laughs> and, and Jackie, it's an honour to have an author on the podcast and especially one that the book is such a useful resource for so many people. Tell us a little bit more about The Gratefulness Guide. Okay, thank you. Um, It sort of came about because I've been teaching this wellbeing program in schools um, for primary school students. And I had been getting asked by parents and teachers about how they can sort of start having these conversations at home around mental health and wellbeing with their children. And I was always stuck for suggestions on a really good book that covered everything. I'm sure there is one out there. I just hadn't come across it. Um, So I was actually meditating one morning and the sort of the idea dropped in, I have to write the book. That's what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to write this book. So that was about two years ago that the idea came in and I've been sort of consistently writing and, and seeking out these people to help me and to contribute over the past two years. So it's been a bit of a process, a bit of a journey, but well worth it. 
Well, you've got some amazing people who you've interviewed for or got examples like Novak Djokovic, Mel Robbins, Andy McCann. Did you actually speak to them or? I did. I did. It was all it was all done via um, email, um, and I just introduced myself, told them about a, a bit about what I'm doing, and they were also happy to contribute. I think when people understand that it's all around me trying to help youth. There's always a big engagement from people because we all can remember back to when we were young and how difficult some of those times were. So I think that makes people, um, yeah, just really happy to help. Well, it's impressive, impressive. And um, I know that this book is aimed at teens. Uh, no, sorry, not teens. It's aimed at, at um, primary school kids. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So I say, you know, tweens. And teens, I think um, teens can still get a lot out of this. I know um, there are teens reading it at the moment and the feedback from them has been really good. Um, also parents as well, you know, the mm. hope is that parents will sit down and read this book with their children because there's a lot in it that we're not necessarily, that we haven't necessarily been taught um, over the course of our lives. So I'm hoping it's a, it's a guidebook that really opens up conversations for parents and children. And the good thing about this is it's how to think mm -hmm. and not what to think because the biggest problem I've had with my daughter is when I try and provide solutions to her numerous problems. <laughs> <laughs> she always says, oh, you don't understand, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. So this is teaching people how to think, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's exactly right. Um, so often it comes down to our programming and some of that programming can be quite faulty and I think, you know, this awareness that our minds can play tricks on us um, and it, we don't necessarily sit around and have those conversations. So the book is really uh, my hope is to empower kids to just really take control of their own thinking, use some of the strategies such as breathing just to calm their mind, because a lot of us, particularly with COVID at the moment, um, you know, anxiety levels have increased, stress levels have increased. So just using those tools such as breath um, just to calm yourself, calm your mind and, and get to a point of centeredness or groundedness. Now, Jackie, I've got three teenagers and I would have loved this when they were tweenagers, but it's obviously, you know, it's something that I'm sure would still be useful for them. The advent of technology and social media has changed things radically. How can we use some resources in the book or just generally to cope with, I suppose, the complexities that those kind of channels are now giving kids that most people didn't grow up with? Mm, it's, a, it's a very good question. I wish I had a simple solution. Um, I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old myself. Um, and I know, you know, technology is there. It's part of their lives. They don't, they, they, they don't remember a time when they didn't have technology. So it's a lot different. I mean, we, our generation, we grew up in an age where we didn't have this. And it presents so many challenges. It's the easy fix, you know, when they're bored, it's just let's go straight on the iPad or a screen. Um, it's about having those conversations with your teen and with your tween that some of it what depends what they're watching and some of it is is not going to have, um, you know, the best, it's not going to lead to the best consequences. It really depends what they're doing with it. Um, and I think you can be, everything can be used for good or sort of negative. So 
questioning them about what do they want to get out of it? What do they, what are they watching? And I talk to kids about, we watch what we're putting into our bodies. Um, we're aware of, you know, um, junk food, all of those things. And this is no different. It's about becoming aware of what are we putting into our minds? It's a, a similar analogy, you know, is there junk that we're watching that's being stored in our mind? Because everything gets stored into our minds. Mm. Um, have you tell us some success stories you've had with your with your program in the um, in primary schools and you've done it locally you've done it for a few primary schools locally so yes. tell us some of your success stories you've had well just really helping um, kids get or find their confidence confidence and having courage to be themselves um, I think you know when you're that age you're just so desperate to fit in with everybody and uh, you know just really helping kids understand their uniqueness and that that should be celebrated it's something there is only one of them and that should be they should be proud of that fact so really trying to um, make them proud of who they are I've had kids that have um, have contacted me after the program and said thank you so much for the program um, my parents were going through a divorce when I was doing the program and you teaching me meditation has helped me sleep better at night. I've had kids um, email me and say, thank you for making me proud to be different. So it, it is, it's just amazing. And, and I mean, that's why I love teaching this age group because they are so open to it. They're just, they're like little sponges when I go into the classroom, you know, they're very, very open to what I'm talking about. Now, Jackie, it sounds like a fabulous book. Um, it looks good. I've had a quick squeeze. Jackie Barker wouldn't let me grab the copy, unfortunately. So I'll have to get my own. Where can I buy a copy? This is this is important. Yes, it is important. You can um, so online, Amazon, Booktopia. It's also in Dimmicks and Burns Bay Bookery in Lane Cove. It's on the shelves at Target in Chatswood and Macquarie. It's in Big W. Basically, it's it's in a, a lot of different places at the moment. Um, so my husband tells me he's been keeping his eye on it. So um, <laughs> you can, um, yes, but if you want a signed copy made out to your child, which I like to do, then you can order it via my website as well. Which is, what's your website address? Um, gratefulness, spelled G-R-E-A-T-F-U-L-N-E-S-S dot com dot A-U. Jackie, this is amazing. I, I, you know, I'm impressed because I've always wanted to write a book. But there's one thing about writing a book and getting it published and by a very well-known publisher, this is a Murdoch book. Yeah. Um, how did you do that? How uh, did you publish? It just, well, it was just a series of events that led to me being introduced to somebody at Murdoch and, and then I got offered the publishing um, deal. So it was all... I think it was meant to happen. I think when things are meant to happen, it, it happens quite smoothly. And for me, it has happened very, very easily, um, really. And so I just went with it. I was like, I've always wanted to write a book, Jackie. Ever since I was a young girl, it was, was sort of the thing that I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, I feel like I, I have been definitely been supported in this process somehow. 
Jackie, so much. Thanks so much for being part of the uh, In The Cove podcast. And everyone, do yourself a favour. Go to go to gratefulness with that's great g r e a t fullness and grab a copy. I'd go for the signed copy. It's a great way of supporting a local and uh, a very useful um, book for parents and especially for tweens. Thanks a lot, Jackie. Thank you, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jackie, and thank you for all you do for our local community, Jackie. In the Cove, because local matters. Welcome, Mick Lubinskis, to the In the Cove podcast. How are you? Great, Jackie. You have um, recently released a book called She's Building a Robot, and it's very exciting when a Lang Cove local releases a book which it's been published internationally, I believe. Yes, it has. My publisher is Mango Publisher out of uh, out of uh, Florida in the USA, and um, yeah, the book's been was released on December fifteenth. Uh, it's a bit of a slow start based on the season, um, but you know, really great to see it in the local bookstores and in. Uh, I've had some videos for some girls sharing it around. Uh, so, and I'm, it's the first time I've written a, f- a fiction or published a fiction novel. So, very excited. So, Mick, tell me what inspired you to write She's Building a Robot? Well, it actually, uh, I always loved writing fiction and I've got a son and two daughters and uh, my um, my son's 10, daughters are now eight and six, but it actually started three years ago. And I read to my daughters every night. I I believe that reading to your kids is one of the the best things you can do, uh, both in terms of just spending time with them and also helping their education. And it just struck me that um, when I started reading to my daughters, how many books were had uh, male lead characters? You know, the, the old Dr. Seuss books, uh, oh, so many books were just male lead characters. And you know, I've, I've always been a really big proponent of um, of gender balance in the world. And we've got a lot of work to do with that. And, and I thought, you know what? I love writing uh, fiction. Um, I used to love it as a kid. I've, I've sort of dropped it off. Um, I'm going to have take this up as a hobby. I, I just moved to the US. Um, I was sort of working from home a fair bit as my wife was going back to work, and uh, after the, after three kids, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up early. I'm going to start writing, and let's see where it goes. Um, and and then I ended up in uh, Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest, which is one of the biggest tech conferences in the world. And I ended up chatting to uh, five women roboticists. And um, I told them about my idea and they said, great. And you said, you know what? You should really target it at, at, at just before teenagers because that's when the pressures on girls, both from a family and a social perspective to, to, try, um, to give up the things they're passionate about um, in order to be either popular or you know, follow the normal course. And, um, and, then, and I, I sort of thought, you know what? Actually robotics is a, is a sort of a future area. It's exciting, it's tangible. Uh, and my kids, we used to like watching the Robot Wars on TV. So I was like, it all sort of came together as an idea. And um, so I just started getting up at like five o'clock in the morning and I just write uh, 500 words every morning. And you know, uh, over a few months, the book came out. I shared it with about 30 girls uh, and some, some uh, teenage girl book clubs, got their feedback, edited it. Um, shared it out again and then I ran a crowdfunding campaign Uh, we sold 589 copies which was great including really good support from Lane Cove and then um, that attracted the publisher Uh, so the the whole thing took three and a half years which is a they say it is a mammoth process but 
yeah, very excited for the tangible copy to be in my hands and uh, out in front of girls. Well, I like the fact that you can walk down to Burns Bay Bookery and get it. Yes, there are still a few copies there, which is great. They've been really good um, supporters of the book. Um, they've got it right next to J.K. Rowling, which is um, a little bit of pressure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my view is I, I don't expect to change the whole world with that one book's going to do everything. But my I, I always think you've got to fight these important fights on a thousand fronts. And if, um, you know, I've, I've, just, I've already had one video from a girl who's read it and was telling me about the story and what excited about her and she wants to do a coding camp. And I'm like, you know what? It's it's a it's a, a lot of little influences um, that that make the impact, and uh, if I can do my small part, then uh, I'll be really proud of that. A boy is reading it. Yeah, absolutely. So my son was the first one to read it, actually. Um, and and I I've told you a bit about the process. I haven't told you much about the the book, really. But it's about a girl who uh, she she gets sort of dared into entering the school robot building competition against the uh, three-time champion who's a bit uh, who's a bit of the villain and um, she ends up having to build a team of of girls um, and they build the robot together all the challenges of you know the of building it and the hardware and the software and uh, testing it etc and then there's the big robot competition at the end where they have to do a creative a creative component a mental component and then a physical component um, and it's all about that sort of big race at the end which is which is fun so it's um yeah look it's it's not a girly girl book which is like that boys are gonna hate it's uh it's a book about technology and it's a book about building stuff um and i just you know i think there's um lots and lots of girls out there who love that stuff as much as boys do and i just wanted to have a, a strong female character and and i I think actually a big part of the getting to better gender balance in the world is not just about elevating um, women and girls, but how we teach our boys. And, you know, dads have got a role to play with daughters, but a bigger role to play, I think, with boys in saying you don't, I don't care where you got it from, but don't talk about the, this is a, you know, pink is a girl's colour and blue is a boy's colour and, um, soccer's a boys sport and netball's a girls sport like I, I very very aggressively against that kind of language and um, uh, so absolutely boys uh, boys are absolutely welcome to, to read it. Now I have an idea Mick I think this would make a great movie because it's got you know everything's you know competition suspense and Nicole Kidman has been seen around Lane Cove a lot lately uh, because wow. she's yes because she's in um, uh, Australia I think we should get a this in her hands and she's a very good movie producer so i'm thinking nicole kidman mick she's building a robot the movie what do you think well i look i used to be a redhead and i've gone a bit brown, brown <laughs> in my older older age so and I've, I've loved nicole since bmx bandits um i i did pencil in reese witherspoon but i think they collaborate a lot so that would be that'd be amazing oh look i I, I won't pretend that um, in my own broad um, optimistic imaginations that a, a movie someday down the track would be great. But you know, right now it's a matter of uh, getting getting uh, as many girls to read it as possible and getting the feedback. Um, I, I have thought about some sequels, but um, you know, the, the, the goal is to really do a good job on the first one. And, and that's a lot about sort of helping schools get it. I've spoken to some librarians already. Yeah. Um, and obviously some good, good local schools. So I would lo love support in, um, if there's any uh, kids book clubs out there, please feel free to reach out or um, contact any of the libraries. Um, and, and look, if, if, if there's a coffee or a cocktail with Nicole Kidman, then, um, you know, I'd, 
again, love to speak about BMX bandits. So. <laughs> and um, Mick, is, um, does, is the Lang Cove Library got a copy of it yet? Um, I don't think they do yet, but that's well, a really that's a really great point. I sh I'll, I've got uh, a few author copies here. I'm going to walk one down after this and um, and, and give it to them. So that's right. that's I didn't know. Like, uh, can you? I know you can do that at the Australian. Um, there's Australian Library where you can sort of submit a book too, but um, I guess you can just take it in and say, "Hey, here it here it is. Go for it. Put it up and yeah. Why not? Why not? I'll add it to my to-do list today, Jackie. Thank you. Now, now Mick, your uh, your journey has brought you back to Lanco, but you spent some time in in Silicon Valley um, mm. writing the book. Tell us about that journey to and from and returning to Lane Cove. Yes, so we've been we moved to Lane Cove um, in 2010 um, for, prior to the birth of our our, fir our first child, and then we uh, we lived in uh, near the Agora, and then lived in Lane Cove West, uh, and then I got an opportunity to to transfer with my job to uh, to San Francisco or the Bay Area. So we lived in so in kind of the Lane Cove of um, of of Silicon Valley, which is called Burlingame. And um, it's uh, yeah, very different in a hundred little ways, but uh, you know, a, a really interesting neighborhood. And my wife was able to get a job at LinkedIn actually, uh, so working in tech and the kids went to school over there. We did a lot of travel uh, and Silicon Valley is, uh, you know, the, the American country is so big and the, the population is so big and it's, it's quite different in a lot of ways, but, um, but we were very excited to come back home. We, we, one thing you definitely realise is how many things we've that are, even though you might get frustrated with them from time to time, our education system, our health systems, our tax and financial systems, um, the lifestyle here. It, Australia is a wonderful place, um, and whilst I had an amazing time in in the US, uh, you know, very very happy to be back in Lane Cove and uh, enjoying the Australian lifestyle. We interviewed um, Simon Kennedy on our, one of our podcasts, and he said that you were quite influential in helping him during the co during COVID. The interesting um, loop is that Simon's daughter actually was one of the um, pre-readers of my book and gave me some feedback. Oh. So um, you look, that, that's how a community works together, right? Is we uh, you don't do it in order to get the the, uh, the help and the feedback, but that's it just comes around and uh, which is great. So no, Simon's a funny guy, and I, I was really happy to bring him into the uh, into our office as a, as a to help him change his model. And um, that's a reality, like. Things have changed now with COVID and we've really got to think about a different world. And, and I, I think that's a big opportunity for the next generation of people to rethink some of the, the, the ways, we, ways we live and the ways we work. And uh, I'm very excited to see where we go in the next 10 years. So just on she's building a, a robot, obviously people can get it from Burns Bay Bookery, but what's the other place that they could get it if they wanted to online? You can get it from um, Booktopia or Book Depository. Um, so Googling it, uh, if you go to she'sbuildingarobot.com, um, I'd love to hear feedback. Um, the other thing that's available there is I've been interviewing women, uh, real women who are, have a life in STEM and STEM for those people who don't know, um, sorry, I hate using uh, um, initialisms or acronyms, but um, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and maths. And what I've done is I've basically, cause I've written a fiction novel. I wanted to balance that out with stories of, of actually real women in tech. And I've got 44 now, I think, interviews of women around the world. I'm, I'm trying to get a woman from every country in the world. I actually don't have a, uh, anyone from Lane Cove. So I, sh I should rectify that. Um, but those interviews are really uh, amazing to hear those real stories. 
and um, and she's building a robot. There's a list of the, the places it's available. But um, yeah, try as much as you can to support the local uh, independent bookstores, which I think is great. Yes, and yeah. uh, but they're they're asking a couple of online, if you, especially if you like Kindle. Obviously, you can buy it through um, Amazon. And there's also an audio version. I, um, it was really f interesting to hear somebody else reading the book out. Obviously, I um, they wanted a nice strong female voice, so I didn't get to uh, read it out. But uh, she, she's done an amazing job. So yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mick, and we'll talk. And um, we'll talk soon. Rob, thanks, Jackie. In the Cove podcast, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Jackie, I really enjoyed those interviews. Uh, she's building a robot by Mick Lubinskis. It's just so great to see people creating things. Mm. No, Jackie's one is a perfect guide. As a parent myself of teens, anyway. It seems like a very useful thing to help both me and them. Very interesting. I'm really glad we spoke to them. Jackie, when do people find out what's happening in the Cove? Well, Rob, there are so many ways that you can find out about Lane Cove. You can start at inthecove.com.au, which has all of our articles on it. You can check out our Facebook or Instagram site at, at inthecove. Or you can subscribe to our local news blast, which comes out every Wednesday at 7.30 and which takes all of the information that we've got from the previous week and it puts it in the, in the news blast and you'll be the most informed person in Lanco. And, and of course, the In The Cove podcast comes out the third Wednesday of every month. Ideas, suggestions, people to interview, any thoughts on the podcast, contact us at info at inthecove.com.au and also like us and rate and review us on Apple iTunes, on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. And you know what, Rob? I'm a foodie. I love food. I think if one looked at me, one would realise I love food. And I have put out a few articles recently that, given it's summertime, and one of them is Brunch Places to Eat in Lang Cove. That's on the website. And the other thing is I have put out a list on all the cocktails that you can sip. I've called it Afternoon Delight. If you, are, if you would like to look at our website and look at the Afternoon Delight cocktails, you'll be stunned at the number, and, number of cocktail places in Lang Cove. Very excited to have a cocktail and listen to some podcasts. Until next time... I'm Rob Caldor. I'm Jackie Barker. Thanks for listening to the In The Cove podcast. This podcast has been produced by localpodcasts.com.au. If your company or organisation needs a podcast, contact Rob 0404 289 956.